0: Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, the NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the Review Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. Fourth quarter collapses, words coming back to haunt a certain head coach, Spurs Stadium hosted the second London game and the game of the season ending in a bit of a mismatch. This is all of the things that we'll discuss as we look back on week five's action tonight with the Review Crew break down the best of the action, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members. First, we've got one guy that we are all thankful for, statistically speaking, and it's Stu. Stu, all the way in Canada. Stu, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic. I'm I'm still feeling full from the the weekend. We had Thanksgiving dinner on the the Sunday night there and then had second Thanksgiving dinner on the Monday. Um, So (laughs) loads of turkey... Few pals over, just had a, a bit of a good time, kind of thing, and uh, of Super course uh, caught, caught some of the football during the festivities. Fantastic. Well, um, did did you make your own stuffing? Did you what did you go for? Oh, I like kind um, of made. Uh, I made the turkey, or I was in charge of the turkey and the stuffing, and then uh, the Brussels sprouts yes. and that as well. So, and they all turned out absolutely perfect. But I have to say, turkey wise, if you actually want it to be good, um, definitely invest in a meat thermometer because uh that, that was key and because i honestly thought it was probably a bit underdone at first because I'm a, I'm a little um i guess wary of salmonella is probably how i would put it so if i'm making chicken and things sometimes it can be a bit dry so i thought yeah. you know what i'm going to do this just by temperature and see how it goes and uh, the meat thermometer told me it was ready and turns out it was totally perfect and it was nice and juicy and uh, nobody's sick yet so <laughs> superb superb and our next contributor we've got on tonight
0: is Bill. He's in and out of love more often than Taylor Swift. It's
2: Liam, a residence Packers fan. How are we, buddy? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, in, in memory of Stuart, I decided to put him at my Oilers top this week uh, today. For, oh, nice. Um, for, um, since it's the start, the start of the NHL season, isn't it?
1: I think it's tomorrow. It's a uh, uh, pop drop. So I've, I've got a fantasy draft uh, tomorrow lunchtime. So
2: I wouldn't... I wouldn't uh, <laughs> Uh, I've got my, my, my better half has got some family over there, so that's the only way I've got it. F- I've got it from that, but I try and follow the NHL. I've still, I've still try. I still don't have a call yet, but I'm trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gave up after Blades of Glory, uh, Blades of Steel 96, and the, the Super NES, I think it was, playing that round at my pal's. But I remember that. I just the gloves off and the a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the best bit. And my next introduction was studs. Uh, has anybody seen him? There he's there. He's joined us oh. now. doing? <laughs> <laughs> <Everything. laughs> uh, it's Big Chief himself. I starts email.
3: All good man, all good. Just uh, computer issues that to actually get it to jump on and it was just taking its time, so must have induced some updates or something.
0: Fantastic. Well we're, we're glad to have you on, But We're glad to have you on. Um we're going to get started with our kickoff question then. And the match of the, the week, match of the year possibly so far, was the Dallas Cowboys taking on the uh, San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara. And I don't think it was his touchdown actually, but it was after one of the touchdowns, George Kittle walked over into the end zone, struggled to lift up his top to reveal a great t T-shirt with some blue right. And <laughs> um, large boys I think he was wearing um, <laughs> the, the, the big blue star in the middle, Dan loved love this of course, and it said, fuck Dallas on there a nice wee bit of taunting there for cattle. you've got to be um, got to be ballsy to do that, and he, he did kind of back it up with the, the touchdowns that we're going to discuss after this, but it leads us to the question, for our kickoff question then, what's your favourite piece of taunting that you've seen in sport then? it does have to be the nfl it could be any any sport here so leon i'm going to start with yourself on this one What's your favorite piece of taunting
2: so i, I went for our homer pick uh, this time i've gone for the uh, nfl um one it was back in 2019 i think it was and that was year i had this one certain player on my fantasy team so it really helped it was uh, aaron jones against the cowboys it was this four touchdown game when he was waving waving his way into the end zone uh, I think it was a third touch or something of like the, the night, so that was that nah. was good fun to see. And always, always helped me to a winning week, uh, better than this year, <laughs> i say. Um, so uh, I think yeah. So I think he, I think Donkin don't got flagged for it at the time, but I think he obviously got a fine afterwards of some <laughs> some some money that probably didn't really matter much to him. But um, yeah. yeah, so
0: it does add to it a wee bit. You need that little bit of needle because teams have got long, long memories, and they, they, it tends to always come back to bite them in the butt big time.
1: Anyway, um, Stu, what about yourself? Uh, mine is actually more a case of taunting gone wrong, and uh, probably ties in quite nicely with that taunting coming back to bite you in the butt, and it yeah. is of course uh, Juju Smith-Schuster a few years back dancing on the Bengals logo for his TikTok uh, before oh, the game against, like, that was back in 2020, and uh, it was pre- pre-Joe Burrow, or Joe, was that year Joe Burrow, was it? Anyway, Burrow wasn't playing, so it was in the, the kind of dark days, and we needed anything that we could kind of cheer on. And um, during the match, there was a moment where he took a reception roundabout right on the B and Von Bell just absolutely, my namesake, uh, Von Bell just absolutely (laughs) blew him up and we ended up kind of recovering the ball and we ended up we won that game in the end but yeah it was wow. one of my favorite kind of nfl related ones where you had somebody thinking they're kind of Billy big boots and like haha we own the Bengals, we're we'll dancing on logo like it's like hey, we were trash at the time well, of course he owned us <laughs> 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 kind of thing but don't do it like, if you want I mean, to like spur on a team um that's that's definitely the way you know if you want to motivate your opponent that's the way to do it is like you know do it before the match so i think in liam's case we are in jones if you're going to taunt, you can only really do it once you've kind of got the opposition dead and buried. Yes.
0: Well, it tends to be... It's a thing in North American uh, sport, especially where the logos and the iconography that goes mm. with the, the teams, they take it really, really personally when people are like scuffing their feet over the logo in the middle of the park. Or, uh, there's a... I can't remember who it was. I saw the video clip this week of... I'm sure it was a former... Um, cowboy player had went and he ran all the way back, after getting a touchdown, ran all the way back to the, the logo in the centre of the pitch and he was just standing with it there and it just created hell. And it was brilliant. Imagine being in the stadium and seeing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another one, we were talking just before the, the podcast and a non-football related one going to our fit, but of course would be yeah. um, Graeme Souness in Turkey. Aye. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to um say cl- an absolute riot, <laughs> yeah, uh, like Lesser- 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 riot. with the yeah. big Galatasaray flag planting it in the middle of Fenerbahce Stadium. That's sad. Take some guts to do that. Um, I, oh, that's the that guy's mental. Guy's mental. He's one of your heroes, of course. Studs. Um, have you got any suggestions then for our favourite piece of taunting?
3: Oh, I, I did have one um, which uh, Stu isn't going to appreciate, so I will not come to that in a minute. But he actually Stu reminded me of another one where they started going mm-hmm. on about um, Tottenham going wrong, and it was the Raiders after they beat the Chiefs Arrowhead taking the oh, bus. yeah, the bus. The car park <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favourite ones, too. But, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for reminding me of that one, Stu. And uh, yeah. obviously, that didn't work out too well for the Raiders, and they end up
0: so what happened with the bus in the car park?
3: Basically, the, Ra- the Raiders beat the Chiefs for the first time in an age under um, John Gruden, and they decided to start doing victory laps around the car park at Arrowhead and their team bus. So obviously the Chiefs took that a little bit personally, and then we yep. absolutely scalped them the next time they played.
0: Oh, that's right yeah. I was thinking the, just the insurance and the bus bet have been pretty good. The windows would have been getting put in. Can, <laughs> can just imagine that happening uh, here in Scotland after that game and down yeah. <laughs> the East End or down, uh, down Govanway. Um, that'd be uh, quite interesting. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the other one that I remember, more recently, and it's purely because, we, we all love our thick boy touchdowns and when the offensive linemen get involved in touchdowns and things like that but one of the more rarer ones is probably an offensive lineman, Taunton. Um, and, uh, Stu, I don't know if you remember we, remember this one for the championship game last year where Andrew oh. Wiley actually got flagged for Taunton as he ran by the the Bengals D-lineman doing that to him. Yeah, I, <laughs> right in I face,
1: remember. Just yeah. sat there wiggling,
3: <laughs> wiggling the shoulders and kind of laughing at him as he ran by him.
1: <laughs> yep. I actually you know, I, I actually thought you might have chose uh, something like, because uh, again it was just I mentioned it before the show, and uh, when you weren't here and we were wondering if you were going to make it, um, it was one of the ones I actually kind of liked as well for Chiefs angle was uh, Tyreek Hill, we used to do things like uh, as a during game taunting like, um, do you remember the one of his celebrations where he caught the, obviously went on one of his mega runs, ended up at the end of the end zone Turned round, so he was standing backwards before the line, and just backflipped in. Whoever to score yeah, the touchdown. I think that's the box. That it was a box.
3: Yeah. Bucks. Aye. Yeah, As he come off to of that one, and he done the. Oh, who was the guy that he pretended to phone the Coast Guard and do the helpers Aye. on the way? <laughs> Tyreek Hill done that, that game because I think he had something like 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first quarter or the first half. He just did a ridiculous start to that game. And yep. um, uh, it was t- the the Tyreek, the Tyreek Hill one that I, I still can't believe he gets away with is when he runs by with the deuces. Every single time he gets a breakaway, they still do it. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I, Love to see it when he was at the Chiefs, but it's, it's blatantly taunting. so how he never gets flagged. I <laughs> <enough to> love <laughs> that, when,
1: he, when he's with the Chiefs, it's fine, but now he's yeah, with yeah. the
3: Dolphins, he should be getting flagged. <laughs> and, uh, I, it it I did always amaze me, though, even with the Chiefs, because it is blatantly torn as he runs by yeah. with, the, with the deuces up, saying he's too fast for you. It's yeah. Tottenham. As much <laughs> it's as it's
0: it's not quite it's not quite gone to like the, the, the level of being direct of to that F that yelling. fan that team, <laughs> that fan base ah, he's named up his game a wee bit flip it around a wee bit at least, Eyrek. Um yeah. okay, very good, very good. Let's get to which was the, the game of the weekend, game of the year. It was the, the two top tips you would probably think for um certainly going towards the, the Super Bowl with the way they had started. I think the Eagles are maybe flying under the radar a wee bit because they've not been playing as well, but they've been taking care of business. But mm. everybody's been really excited, especially about this San Francisco 49ers team. But the Cowboys were, well, I think that's because Dan talks them up a, a fair bit in the podcast for for the, the crew. But these were two teams that were certainly heading in the right direction and it looked as if it was going to be a clash of the titans. Didn't quite turn out that way, did it? Um, still come to you, to, to talk us through the maybe the story of the the game.
1: I like it's one of these like, things because obviously we we kind of big upped this game on the preview mm-hmm. show last yeah. week as well. Like we we're all saying, "Look, like, this is exactly just as you described it. Like this could possibly be game of the year," and all the the kind of chat was around. Well is Brock Purdy going to be able to keep doing Brock Purdy things against this Cowboys defence, which, like you know, through the first few games of the season, had looked outstanding. And there was some kind of rumours, of well, you know, San Francisco's defence is also one of the better defences in the league, but, oh, the Cowboys is probably just that little bit better. So it's going to be a tight game regardless of what happens. And I think all of us uh, picked it to be within a score, as well, but yep. like, you know, in terms of the you know, I had the Niners winning. Um I think Dan, he obviously went Cowboys kind of thing as so well. I can't remember yeah, cool who on. everybody picked, but you know, the the score that ended up, despite us all think it's gonna be a tight game and everything, the final score was 42 to 10, which yeah. to be honest is what I was expecting the Eagles Rams to be. Kind of thing. So it's I don't know, it was just it was one of those games where it just seemed to be that the San Francisco offense just kept clicking the way they've been clicking against mm-hmm. anybody. they put, It doesn't seem to matter like what the level of the opposition is that they're facing. They just do what they want kind of thing. Cause like whether it's McCaffrey getting free or this time you've got Kettle getting three touchdowns and it didn't matter that Parsons there. I know he's maybe slightly not they're banged up. Um, and that is part of the story as well. I do need to kind of give the, you know, that side of it too with the the Cowboys, like they do have a few injuries, on defence now, and I think that's maybe where it ended up being the way it was. But on the other side of the ball, you had Dak Prescott, who, he was, what, three interceptions on the night? He was trying to force the ball to people, and it just was not going, because the Niners' defence was everywhere. It seemed to be everywhere he was putting the ball. They were there. They were knocking it down. They were intercepting it. They were, you know, turning things aside. They were stopping people, kind of going for get the first down? so... I don't, it was just basically tailor two defenses and San Francisco's being fantastic again, and the Cowboys being injured and subpar.
0: Is that the? Is that how you saw it as well, um, Liam? That, that it was maybe a a story of the two quarterbacks, how Dak was trying to force it, maybe that wee bit too much, but um, Brock Purdy was just doing as I do say Brock Purdy things. He was just. Nice and calm and relaxed. They knew that the team trusted in him, that Shanahan trusted in him, and that everything was set up for him and the team just to do their thing and and be able to run up a a big and score on them. Um, I don't know what's more embarrassing. The Cardinals winning or getting battered um, like that by the the 49ers. Well, yeah, I
2: suppose, as you say, Purdy's just kind of working in the system, isn't he? But the weapons he's got, he's just... As you say, it's one week it's one player, next week it's another player. Just, yeah, doesn't really matter. You can try and negate, I suppose, like, negate someone's. like, I know CMC had a good game, but like, for his standards, he wanted like 50 odd yards rushing, still got his touchdown for like, it's that nice, was like some record, one near record of 14th consecutive touchdowns games or something like that. So, yes, like that's a quiet game for him. He's still, still running, running well. And, but yeah, um, I don't know. It was, and then they kind of had the luck on the side that first, um, kind of turnover when I think it was um, Pollard lost the ball and obviously they mm-hmm. bounced, off, bounced, bounced off another player running by another 49 er player running by to keep it in play and then the guy got able to jump on it sort of thing so I was like well it's going to be a 49ers game isn't it So, um, but yeah they're just impressive aren't they I think now as you say Dallas okay they're hurting in defence if the Niners normally always have injury injuries all over the place but they seem to be doing alright this season i probably jinx that now CMC's probably going to die of death next week not <laughs> <maybe? laughs>
0: Well, that was uh, the, the story of it, Studs, was the, the, the battle between the, the Cowboys' defence, which has been much lauded. And Stu's mentioned there's been a few injuries, which is maybe holding them back a wee bit, against the 49ers' offence, which just seems to be clicking. It's uh, We talked about it previously being like the the Ajax of the 1970s, where everybody can do multiple things to help the, the team. We've got players like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, blocking for the McCaffrey to get the runs and in. Everybody's invested in it fully. Where did you see it go really, really wrong for the the Cowboys?
3: I think the problem the Cowboys had is that the 49ers' offence is really a death by a thousand cuts. It's like, how do you want us to beat you? Do you know what I mean? So, And I just don't think the Cowboys could live up to that. I mean, we've been bigger up the Cowboys defence, they had that big first game of the season where they absolutely dominated, um, they dominated the Pats last week again, um, absolutely killing Mac Jones, and then this week it's very much just meh, do you know what I mean, so they just the Cowboys defence just didn't look good, and again, Dak's obviously not helping them with three interceptions, um, they've had the other turnovers as Liam mentioned, the Pollard one as well so these things are, are going to hurt the defence as well so as much as the defence weren't great as well, it's, so, it's all about the kind of complementary football side if the offence aren't doing their job, the defence is going to be on the field more, these are big guys, they're going to be getting tired quicker um, and if they're constantly having to jump back on the field to pick up the pieces after an offensive turnover a turnover in offence then they're going to be absolutely ghost.
0: Stu so tell us a bit then about the the, the first touchdown that broke our day through to George uh, George Kittle in the first quarter.
1: Oh, the <laughs> the one that was almost an identical play yeah. to uh, oh, who was that? Cause that's Lions. The, the Lions. I uh, the Lions one. Lions. Yeah, yeah. Because Sam Laporta. Yeah, that was yes. hilarious because they both went to the same school as well, the same university. <laughs> so yeah. I wonder if. I wonder if that's uh a, a play, you know, it's a tight end play that has been drawn up there.
3: Iowa Hawkeyes. Summer,
1: yeah, yeah, the Iowa Hawkeyes, that's it. Like, I wonder if both offensive coordinators this week have just went, you know what? Give us like, you know, give us like your most ridiculous like a uh, tight end play that you had from that school. And it just happened that they've both ran the play this week. I know the, <laughs> the lions did it earlier <laughs> in the day, but no, it was just it was it was one of those ones. It was the passing kind of back and forth, and then the you know, I guess like for the defense that's seen it from their side of view, they're looking at it going, okay, they flipped it off. Let's just get in there, blitz the zone, try and get there and kind of stop the ball coming out. Then all of a sudden the ball's flipped back to Purdy, and then Kittle has been left because they're blitzed. So he's essentially on his own or he's against one safety, I think, or something yeah. like that. So as soon as you've got George Kittle, who's a man mountain, it's kind of not quite uh, Travis Kelsey, but you know, he's still he's a monster. So you have him up there against one one safety, so you know you're getting big yards anyway. But the fact that all he had to do was just shake off that one guy and then away he went off to the end zone. So yeah. No, it was just it was also just hilarious because it was identical, like even to the same side of the field. That the uh, the Lions play had been earlier that day for Laporta as well, so I, I particularly enjoyed that. I kind of think so uh, apparently made, Shanahan, made my Thanksgiving.
2: Apparently Shanahan <laughs> came out and said that they had been practicing it, and then saw the Lions do it so well. They're like, "Oh well, might as well actually put it in." Just do it. So they well, they say it's a copycat league. So I, mean, yeah, I guess yeah. yeah, they they
1: just literally just went screw it. We'll just do it. <laughs> Shanahan having his wee, is
0: it Shanahan goes for his wee meditation before matches. Upside down having a wee thing right, right, yep. to this. Yeah, the cover Upside down, Luke Batman um coming out with that. Absolutely terrific. Um like great start for the for the 49ers. And as you said did have that a wee bit of, of luck with that one. It wasn't until the the second quarter before the game really burst into life. Um another two touchdowns for the, the 49ers. Next one coming from uh, for George Kittle again from Purdy for thirty eight yards. Um, studs, you, what he talks through this one?
3: Yeah, again, it's it's very much a case of how do you, how do you give Kittle that much room? Um, yeah. He's already hurt them previously in the in the flea flicker, and to give a guy that much room, that, um, don't get me wrong, he's a big guy. He's not exactly lightning quick, um, but for him to scamper for thirty eight yards is, uh, it's just it was too easy for them at that point. It just He'd got the ball off. I was a punt. I thought that was off the fumble. So I was just double checking. But yeah. um, I Dallas had punted that away and then probably just did what he did. What he did. He's, you said, nice and calm, composed in the pocket. His offensive line were holding off that Dallas rush, and Kittles got open for
0: him. Amazing. Um, Kirsten McCaffrey uh, got the the next touchdown for the 49ers. How impressive has he been in this team, Liam? You've been surprised at just how well we all knew what a talent he was. He was always go really, really high in our fantasy drafts within the, the crew. Have you been impressed at just how easily he slotted into this team?
2: I can't. Yeah. Well, I don't. Think I'm, I'm not been surprised by anyway. I, he just yes Even when he was at the Panthers, he was he was someone yeah. else. Just he was like the one man show really in the Panthers, wasn't he? But to, even absolutely. To, as we kind of commented on that, all the talent they've got on the offense and still he's still the first one of the first well play if not the first player you think of he's doing mm-hmm. everything isn't he still he's still i know he's not had his quite he's had the trouble crown yet with his like he did last year um, all, all all the all the touchdowns but his streak is, what is it, as, I, as i said earlier 14, it's 14 straight games with a touchdown mm-hmm. wow. and you don't really, you don't really see it stopping do you, with the way the way they're playing um no so not. and he's' I think he, what did he, he? did lose. Did he lose a fumble in this game? Cause he rolled on top of a player. Like last week, he did yeah. that, and he and he got into a touchdown. Like last week, he he made it in. Yeah. This week, he rolled and he lost it. was like, well, oh well, take your chances. I suppose <laughs> um, it was. Just...
0: It, it was really unfortunate. He rolled on top. There was just no part of him touched the ground for yeah. him to be grounded. Then, and it just kind of fell away from him. it. Wasn't as if it was really ripped away. It just fell oh, yeah. away from them and the. The, the defender managed to, to take it in, overturn. He did kind of make up for it though. Um, did McCaffrey?
1: Um, terrific play. One thing I was just going to say one thing to say on him as well because I was just looking at the stats there. Like so, he's sitting on uh, five hundred and ten yards rushing on the season. Second place player is Devon Ayshane, A- who's uh, four hundred and sixty. So he's fifty yards back. He's now injured, so he's not going to be catching him. Then you've got Zach Moss, third um on 445 and obviously he's still playing but who knows how much his rushing capacity is going to be eaten into now that taylor's coming back for the colts as well um he's been paid and he seems to want to play uh mm. so mccaffrey as long as he stays injury free it looks like he's probably got the russian title sewn up already <laughs> kind of thing like he's he's just that good And then never mind the fact he receives as well so
0: the curious thing in this game was that he didn't even have the the most Russian yards for the forty nine ers. No. It was Jordan <laughs> yeah. Mason. Yeah, <laughs> um, a good that player that as well. That's,
1: that's, that Niners like Russian kind of factory build yeah. or you know the they seem to just kind of churn guys out. And then Eli Mitchell, um, who's injured still, but like also lurking in the the wings, waiting to come in. So I mean, you'll probably see them getting more snaps towards the end of the year as well. You know, just as as the Niners obviously head towards. Um, I mean, I'm going to call it this early. I'm going to say they're probably making the playoffs. Probably. At <laughs> this point in time. Yeah, but I think Whoa. towards the end of the season, you might see Jordan Mason and Eli Mitchell kind of picking up a few more steps, like just to make sure McCaffrey's ready to go for the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, until then, that, that guy's just going to keep scoring touchdowns and keep keep hammering the ball. So
3: I think I think that's the thing as well with the 49ers. Everybody now, Dallas was going to be their big test. That defence, yeah. how could they do... Could they move the ball? I think right away if you're a 49ers fan, the next game you're looking at is the third of December when you're traveling to the like into Philadelphia, playing the Eagles, mm-hmm. and you're probably looking at that's the that's the championship game based on the two teams because the Eagles yeah. haven't had top form yet. They're doing enough. But that again, that offensive the offensive lines and defensive lines for both teams, seeing those come up against each other. I think it's December 3rd, I think they play each other or something like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it is, yeah. Yep. That's, that's going to be a game we watch.
0: Uh, yeah, it certainly is. The third of December for the next one. Before then, they've got Browns, Vikes, Bengals, Jags, Bucks. Bucks still going strong, you never know. Um, the Seahawks and then the, the Eagles. Um,
3: so they're basically going to be getting into that with an unbeaten record. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Both teams should Well
1: Hey the Bengals are back (laughs) (laughs) You almost
0: sounded like you believed that there mate I I want to believe
1: (laughs) I want to believe It's like
3: Santa Santa you're real (laughs) If if Joe Burrow's not injured Before that game I think there's a real Fear he could leave that game injured (laughs) (laughs) True true.
0: Red Warner getting to him (laughs) Yeah. Um next up then the, the, the Cowboys themselves actually got a touchdown. Dak Prescott from the Shotgun with a, a nice deep <laughs> I actually pass got a t- I like the
1: way you said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um to Big Dick Turpin all oh, on the right hand side, deep in the right hand side, runs it in for a, a 26-yard touchdown. A, a good bit of play for Dak. It's shown that it he, he has the vision, he's got the class, he's got the, the arm strength to, to get it out there. I think it was a wee bit hesitant at times, just um from the, the bits that I saw of the, the matchup. Yeah. Um but you would be too when you're up against the, the 49ers D and the 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 ult the the umpteen threats that you've got that can coming at you. Um, um McCaffrey runs in the third touchdown for the the 49ers before later on in the third quarter. I think it's the third quarter. That, um just checking third quarter before um Kettle gets his hat trick and that was it was a, a, a doing a for them there. i' do I'm quite you. Um it's all very good getting all these um touchdowns, but Moody has to make the extra points and he's been doing very well and he's a, he's rookie year. Um, you happy with uh, how the young man's doing?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, you you lads all laughed when I took him with the the last pick, <laughs> of the the dynasty league draft as well. We only I mean, laughed.
0: But... We only laughed because you took it last. We all thought you would take him much much higher. Ah, right, okay,
1: good, <laughs> good point. No, no. I I figured I was I was either going with him or um or the patch kick. But it's just that way I kind of looked at it and went like, well, there's two kind of actual drafted kickers, and I went, mean, well, Moody's actually going to be on a good team, and uh, you know, they're probably going to be <laughs> scoring points. Uh, no offense. <laughs> Scud, although I know Scud's pretty sad after the week. Although, no, he's not sad. He's accepted his fate, I think, for the the (laughs) Pats this year. But no, no, Moody's been, he's been absolutely like, you know, he's been fantastic. I know one of my best friends here, Joe, going into the season, uh, he was very worried because he thought like, you know, we're giving up a sure thing kicker. Um, because we didn't, we don't want to pay him, because he was putting it. And we've decided to go with a rookie, and that spells disaster. He's basically been burned by the Niners so many times in his life. He kind of just only ever sees the negative. So I was trying to say, but I was like, look, Moody looks so good in college. I'm like, there's a reason they picked him. Well, they did in the draft kind of thing, whether it's early for kickers or not. And so far, the guy just doesn't look like he's, you know, he feels pressure kind of thing. Although in the Cowboys game, there wasn't really much pressure on him at all but like anytime i've seen him play this season like i've been impressed by what he's done and he just seems to be like a metronome which is what you want for your kickers like just that yeah. he has the same predictable run-up his timing's yeah. good and he's just going to put it through the sticks so yeah no I've, I've liked moody
0: what about the the cowboys is there any more that the mcdaniels could have done for the team um if they maybe set them up wrong and a He's just been unlucky that he come up against a, a team that is just absolutely clicking at this point. What do you think, Liam?
2: I don't know. I suppose you can always say do something better than what he did after the result, but he just it was kind of watching Dak. I know okay, he threw three interceptions, but also he had that good touchdown throw. But he was kind of thrown yeah. up there a lot, and I know I don't know if that was just desperation, but sometimes you're like. I think they just couldn't get the intermediate or like kind of short game going either. I think they were just kinda of struggling all around. I think it was just one of those days where anything they tried wasn't working. They couldn't get the run going. I think Pollard had like thirty odd yards or something on the ground. Yeah. Uh, couldn't twenty nine. Yeah, so yep. just couldn't just couldn't really get the ball moving. I think I suppose uh, burn the tape and move on, hopefully. So I suppose <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um
0: studs looking at the Cowboys um schedule, they have the Giants. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, that's how they, they just beat them. They're at the Chargers next all over the, the West Coast to play the Chargers. Uh, then they've got the Rams. May as well just stay there. It's like London games for them. Uh, no. Oh no, Rams at home. Mm-hmm. Then uh, they've got the the Eagles, and the and the start of November. Not a bad wee run there, Chargers. Are a bit hit and miss at times, but they, they seem to be starting to edge towards Kooten. Um, Herbert's been doing quite well with them. Rams, maybe with Cup coming back, you've got they there doing well. It's a hardby run of games that the Cowboys have got. This could really make or break
3: their season. Yeah, 100%. And that you're going to find out a lot about the character and what Mike McCarthy can actually do with that team. Um, especially on offence. I think Dan Quinn on defence, you know what you're going to get. But McCarthy calling the the shots on offence is going to be what's key. I mean, you're looking at it. um, CD Lamb has been pretty much posted missing since the start of the season. And granted, there's been games that have not had to do anything on offence, like Patriots, for example. Um, But when they're asking the offence to actually do things, like they had to with the Cardinals, they had to rely on Dak, they couldn't get it done. Now, is that down to McCarthy as a play caller? Liam, you'll probably have made experience of seeing that side than the rest is. <laughs> or is it down to Dak? Um, I'd, for me, I just don't think Dak's looked like... Uh, uh, it was a horrific injury he had a few years ago. He's not looked like the same quarterback at all. Um, he almost looks scared to kind of run, essentially, um, which was part a big part of his game previously, was his scrambling ability, and he just looks scared to move off of that, that bit. Uh, move it of that pocket to get the space and give these wide receivers a bit more time.
0: That really is the, the difference between the, the the very top top QBs in the league. You're looking at Josh Allen had a, a monster game at the, the weekend there really dragging his team forward. Ultimately it wasn't to be but that's the, the QBs that kind of really elevate their, their team then uh, really isn't it? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anything else on the, the Cowboys Forty Niners before we move on?
1: I have something related, but remind me when we get to the the Bills game because it's also to do with that. So <laughs> remind me. Well, I tell you what, it would be a lovely little segue. As we head into
0: the Jags at the, the Bills for London oh, Park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll do, I'll
3: do it now then. Seamless <laughs> like seamless link. <Seamless>
1: link. <laughs> well we're yeah, we're almost like a real media crew, except probably <laughs> unplanned and all over the place. Um no, it was just it was to talk a little bit about the how the, the odds have changed, like for the Super Bowl now. Hmm. it's something that I find interesting uh about this is obviously like the, the Niners are now far and away the favourites. But they're sitting like plus three seventy five as of this morning. With the Chiefs second at plus five fifty, Eagles are plus seven hundred, and then um, the segue link is the Bills are still fourth. Like they're they're uh, currently ranked above the Dolphins in terms of being favourites to. So they're fourth favourites to win the Super Bowl currently, as of this morning at plus eight fifty. Even with what we're about to talk about, so I just thought that was interesting. I think that's
0: probably because of the, the performance that they'd had maybe the week before and yeah, just yeah showing what they are capable of. Maybe mitigating the circumstances yeah. traveling across the Atlantic to to play in the London game. You could maybe understand yeah. that's why. But 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 once they get back um to upstate New York, you can see them yeah. yeah. Getting a wee bit more settled. Um, the, second, Stuart, the
1: second part of uh, this war, just uh, one thing we're for, we which the,
0: second, the part second part to this. Part this is. is uh, well, so, Stuart, hold oh, on, i up going a second, bud. Your your oh. mics just went a wee bit way. Uh, oh. oh. out oh. haywire there. Uh, it sounded pretty darlick so I'm just going to, gonna come, to gonna come to Studs. Studs, the, the London game, one of our good friends from the crew, um, Grant, was down at it. Looked incredible. He said it was the loudest he's heard in a stadium. Um, ever. I've got to say I'm incredibly jealous. I would love to have been at the game and I think that was the that was the pick of the bunch of the London games wasn't it really getting down to see the, the the Bills so I'm glad they got down to it I'm glad they had a great time um, thank you very much them for sharing these pictures we were had them up on the, the crew's social media over the weekend which was terrific Um right he's a he's a top guy and thanks very much for the chicken that he bought us for, for, for dinner when we were out watching the game um so what did you make of the the jacksonville jaguars um taking on the buffalo bills
3: i think i am probably the most disappointing thing of the weekend was the fact that we didn't see grant jump through a table when he was down there with the <laughs> Mafia. i need to be honest so um, when he's pay- when it he's throwing them through it, to be <laughs> fair. Sammy rock bottom through the table. <laughs> <laughs> um, now nah, for, for me, I thought the, the Bills looked sluggish. There's no getting away from it. I think the Jags being here for the two weeks and staying on London time, I think certainly yes. helped him Well, say helped him I don't think it helped Trevor Lawrence because I don't think he actually thought it was okay. I don't think he's yeah. kind of took that step forward this season that we're expecting. Um, I think there was... Don't, he made a couple of really big throws. There's one that sticks in my mind. I think it was the first quarter. like it was a third down to Christian Kirk as he crossed, came across the field to get the first down, which I think eventually led to the Travis Etienne touchdown. And then there was a massive play to Calvin Ridley late in the game on a third down, uh, right over the head of the safety, which Ridley caught on the sideline. Um, so... The, there's plays there where you're seeing Lawns kind of making them and pushing the team forward but just don't think we're seeing enough of it from loans I think the rest of the team's kind of carrying them just now and again, it, an all very almost costly fumble for them as well um, kind of later in the game which really could have hurt them 25 completions uh, from 37
0: attempts so a rating of 67.6% Saying that, he still got 315 yards in the the game. It didn't feel like that type of game, though. Um, It did feel a a lot more sloppy than maybe the score 25-20 suggested. Um, We were watching it, uh, a few of the the crew got together to watch in Glasgow, and it, it didn't seem a dominant performance from either team. It wasn't until they were a fair bit behind did the Bills actually wake up and really push them. Um, a curious performance, Liam. What did yeah. you make of the the match?
2: Yeah, as you say, it was kind of curious. And about was the Bills kind, of, as you say, didn't really wake up till really late in the game. And there was some chat about them just arriving the Friday before the game. Like, is that too late to arrive into London? You know, I know, I know they used to flying around the place, but I suppose all the time zone difference. But yeah, it was yeah. Like first four drives, they would had only like fifty-four yards and like sixteen plays or something like that. Was something like that. Um, and they just didn't. And I just couldn't get anything going. They couldn't get the run going. I was quite impressed with the Jags. They just seemed to stuff the run completely. They just totally got... You know, they couldn't do, couldn't do anything at all, even with Allen kind of running running around there as well. But um, to be fair, though, like, Degg still had a good game. Um, so did... um, um Gabe, Gabe Davis. Davis. Gabe Davis, he got I think, first Davis, 100-yard yeah. game as well. Got another touchdown again, so... Yeah, 100 yards not, for him. If you just looked at the stats, you'd be like, ah... Pretty good, pretty good game, but it was all kind of fourth. Late on fourth quarter, as as I suppose Josh Allen does. He's never going to give up. He always he's going to keep pushing that ball. So, but just a little little too late, I suppose. It
3: was at 11-7 until the like the seven seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Eleven uh, seven.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I was going to kind of bring that up as well, and I, I was also going to say that like on your your point in the Russian there, Liam, like the. They only had twenty, or because I rewatched the highlights this morning, and I'd, one of the things I wrote down was the Bills had twenty six yards a total rushing, um, with I think it was seven or six minutes left in uh, the fourth quarter. Like they just could not run the ball at all. So that Jacksonville defense just seemed to be swallowing everything. Yeah,
3: I think James Cook had minus yards on what uh, like five attempts. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So he, yeah, uh, negative he's... four. I, he's he's been there kind of driving force in the running game, and he's it, looked good. But it just I couldn't get it going at all this weekend.
0: One guy who could get the run game going, and, and it was much to Shaney's delight as he had them in these fantasy teams out of the crew. And <laughs> uh, the full of sportsters heard this was uh, Travis Etienne, um, 136 yards with two rushing touchdowns. The guy was, uh, was shown some of the form that we'd seen last year, maybe. Been alluding them a wee bit at times this year, but um, I, it was a, a special performance and a good way to, to finish the the London games for the the Jags there. They did not
3: hundred yards last week as well? Over yeah. hundred yards against the Falcons, so he's he's really enjoyed London.
0: <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> has, yes. Um, yeah, fifty-five yards last week against the, the Falcons. Um. Didn't get a touchdown though, but his longest was it was only seven. No, that's his first um over hundred yards yeah, for, okay. the, for the for the season. Um I he uh, really did enjoy it. And Liam, you were mentioning there that the bills had a arrived till till Friday. i heard that it was actually Wednesday, but they'd also taken the Jaguars um what like residence where they'd been staying. I think the, the Grove was one place, can't remember the other one that I'd heard. And uh if the home team gets the choice. So the Jags had been there for a week already. The Bills have come in, and I don't know if it's a don't week at, them uh, move. It <laughs> I made them move.
2: That's, That's... That,
0: if you've got every little inch by inch, we talk about it every week. You get any yeah. way to if you can unsettle them. That's so like yeah. in... classic of uh, like the
2: fireworks. Fans setting off the fireworks the team the night before, <laughs> isn't it?
1: <laughs> that's the the pre match taunting thing. I was thought that's almost <laughs> like juju I mean, dancing not... on the logo. The Bills tried it against the Jaguars, and uh, we see how it, <laughs> it worked out for them. It
0: but did not work at all for them. It did not work at all. Um, thanks, Bigsby. Speed. Um, the backup running back there for the the Jags um, got forty one yards. Um, and two touchdowns as well um oh sorry that's for the the season
1: you know, yeah, the no 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 he was the, only the he was no. only eight yards for three carries uh um, yeah, yeah he wasn't quite as involved in the russian um one, one of my big takeaways actually for this one and i don't know if it's related to the travel and just the uh, timing being off for yes. the bills was the amount of flags that they were taking on defense and they were all justified. Like, I know you can maybe see oh, referees kind of sometimes like weigh things in the favour of certain teams if Taylor Swift's involved. Um, but, <laughs> sorry, I, I, couldn't I couldn't resist. I don't <laughs> actually, don't actually believe that studs. Like, um, anyway, uh, the Bills though, like, yeah, every single one of them. There were so many neutral zone infractions or false starts, like yeah. from the defense, where you had guys trying to kind get in early to get after Lawrence or try and stop. I mean, maybe just try and stop Travis Etienne as well to try and kind of get him before he's at full speed coming out of the, the backfield. But that was my kind of takeaway was, uh, for the Bills from their side. Like their offense never got going until the fourth, but also their defense, it just seemed really discombobulated. Like, and whether yeah. some of that's to do with the injuries, because I, I mean, I know during the game, because they lost Milano, didn't they? Yeah. Like, Mad Matt. That's a big. His yeah, that's
0: out, out for the what, season. Forceful. Now, it looks yep. like you'll be out with the, the rest of the season with a, a broken leg i think a broken yeah, uh, angle.
1: And, yeah, uh, right. yeah and acl i think oh. he did as well because i know they were saying there was ligament damage too because he you know even with the broken leg might be enough to keep him out for the year but i think there was the ligament damage too is the thing that's really ended it um and then he lost a lineman as well we said uh, daquan jones so he's out too so you can see maybe that's why they were struggling a bit to stop the run yeah. as the game went on because you know you I think it was one of the, the Russian touchdowns later on from Etienne where, or maybe never got a touchdown. There was one run I remember where the Jags really needed like a, a first down. And mm-hmm. he seemed to get swallowed by a crowd of folk and then just somehow appeared at the other side of it. It was like, how did he do that? <laughs> he just kind of like, who do you need his way through kind of thing? Like the defensive line or whatever that was no. coming in for the Bills. Like he'd, been an, he'd been
0: but- in London. He'd been in yeah. London for a couple of weeks. He knew the subways now. That ah, is Knew <laughs> it, to... <laughs> line to go, and that is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I just want to touch on before we move on to, I we look at the bills, was um, the wide receiver core for the Jags, and it seemed yeah. to work very well together. Um, Calvin Ridley getting 122 yards on seven receptions, 17 yards uh, per reception, which is terrific. Uh, Christian Kirk. Chipping in as well with seventy-eight yards, and but it was um, Zay Jones who got the, the touch again. Again, the guy seems to be a favourite for um, Trevor Lawrence to a- actually went get into the the end zone there. Which, uh, it shows that they've really got that wee bit of variety and really have threats across the the, the field whenever it comes to that. Is this the the start you think studs of the what we kind of we hoped for at the start of the season for the, the Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence having such a breakthrough season last year, um, with the, the, the new head coach, are we starting to see maybe the fruits of the, the hard work in the off-season really starting to come now? Um, what do you think?
3: I, I think we are. I mean, you've seen week one, you've seen a wee glimpse of Calvin Ridley where he had a big day and then he just seemed to kind of go anonymous for the next kind of couple of weeks and then he's bounced back again this week. So, I mean, the building blocks are definitely there for them to kind of kick on and, and see yep. how they go, um, but it's it's really the the Jags are going to go how Trevor Lawrence goes. If he can tidy up the kind of fumbles, the fumbles and things like that, then I think the Jags will be absolutely fine. Um, they've got a decent defence. It's just all about how Trevor Lawrence can go and Yassine Etienne starting to build as well now. Obviously yep. he should take all the confidence in the world for the be, um, being over in London and really kick on, um, but it's all about what Trevor Lawrence does. Fantastic. Um,
0: one last wee thing on the the Jags is just looking at their, their schedule coming up. Um, that same head back stateside now um, with uh, with a win there, They're two wins in the um, over in London, so happy hunting ground for them. They are back to play the Colts. Um, this week, and then they've got the New Orleans Saints and then Steelers before they play the 49ers um, and uh, after their bye weekend in uh, November, so it could be run of games for them, to go back to Colts with a banged up quarterback Saints had a big week, uh, score at the weekend, but they've not looked as impressive as everybody had hoped Um you've got the Steelers Again, that was a surprising win for them um, at the weekend. So, uh, I could be a run of games for them coming up. Challenging games, but if they can get a couple of wins out of that, they have just got to really their uh, confidence will just soar from that. You would expect. The Saints' has going to be a,
3: a challenge for them because that's how the Saints have been kind of going this year. Is on the back of that defense, Derek Carlson kicked on as you mentioned, but the defense is the defense is elite.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, the Bills then. Um, looking at the uh, Josh Allen, how do we think he did then in this game? Um, I'll come to you for that one. He had a completion rating of 67.5%. Pass for 359 59. yards. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Such a, a high QB uh, passing yardage with only two touchdowns and, and still coming away with the the loss there might be feeling a wee bit hard done by there
1: yeah I, I, I sort of felt bad for josh allen and and i guess you know but as it were i, I like to see the jaguars win especially in london but i did feel bad for all those bills fans that went down there because you know they saw josh allen like actually put on a show and he looked good mm-hmm thing and he was definitely playing really well but just for some reason things just weren't clicking the rest of the way like uh because for him josh allen like he's you know i just pulled up the stats there as well he's sitting second like in uh in qbr whatever in the the whole nfl uh just oh. after Brock of obviously after Purdy who we we're talking about earlier, but you know, he's sitting ahead of Tua and Mahomes and golf and uh, Brian's favourite, Baker Mayfield, is down there in <laughs> sixth. Like but yeah, Alan was he was good. He seemed to be doing everything he could. And especially in that fourth quarter, you could see him just like ramping it up and try to put it into high gear or just kind of make things happen for his team to give yeah. them that chance. And they did, you know, despite it being 7 they had chances to go and um, but you know obviously just ended up being their defense couldn't get the job done against the, the Jaguars, and you, you could see almost it was like the tiredness crept in because that's when yeah. Etienne really started kind of busting off the bigger runs or kind of getting those like eight, nine yards, kind of 36 yard <laughs> runs or whatever, like for first downs and touchdowns. But yeah, Josh Allen he impressed me, kind of thing. Like he it just seemed to be that everyone else was so discombobulated, he just the, the team couldn't the team can kind of get over the line for him and so uh, no fault of his though no I, the
0: two wide receivers these two main targets at wide receiver then Gabe Davis and um Stefan Diggs both well, um getting 100 yards 121 yards for Diggs and both getting a touchdown as well got to be really really disappointed in not actually seeing out the the win we talked about last week um Liam about the, the double D's um, for the Buffalo Bills, Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Both had, let's see, well, um, Kincaid had 19 yards from two receptions and 17 yards for Knox off of three receptions. You've got to be expecting a wee bit more from these guys. Knox, especially, has got that bit more experience. And um, Should they be contributing a wee bit more to this team?
2: I suppose it was all off-season. They're talking about Kincaid being the kind of, I don't know, the joker in the pack. They're going to use him everywhere. Use him as a wide receiver, basically. And it's not, I don't know, it's just not quite happened. I suppose it's just a rookie getting integrated into the team more. I don't know. Or just, or it's come to actual real NFL time, real games, not pre-season, actually going up against real teams. You know, they have to can't really try those kind of trick plays, put putting them out wide, he's got to be in, in the line sort of thing, helping yep. helping protect him up more. Um but it was kinda of like, it was kinda the of like, other who was it Hart Harty is now called, I think it was the other wide receiver, I think had a couple of two kind of splash plays so kind of in there. And as you say as Sue was saying, it wasn't as if the stats kinda of showed they had a bad game, you know, like overall as an offence. It was really just the, the their defence they just seemed to be crippled by injuries, obviously they lost um was it White last week to Achilles as well? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I suppose i have got, I think one Miller's maybe due back. I know he was on the sideline with his top one of the game. He, he did just, get a um, couple of snaps, through, snaps. snaps. Yeah. Um, so if they can maybe ramp him back up, I suppose that's a big figurehead, maybe think, get him back into the defence to try and steady he'll that. You need shot. to. Because <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. he'll need to be in there for Milano. But uh, just on the, the tight ends, uh, that, that's one thing look, coming out of that game. I know Kincaid, he left the game for a bit as well like for a head injury evaluation, so he did come back into it, so he might be all right, but I know he's going to be going into the concussion protocol this week, and the other news on Dawson Knox is he's came out with a wrist injury and is now doubtful heading into next weekend, so they could have both Kincaid and Knox out. you know, for oh, that was the news that kind of came out this morning. So yeah. there's maybe one of the reasons that the tight ends didn't figure quite as much. Like Kincaid actually left the game for a bit, but Knox, mm-hmm. they were using him more as a blocker because apparently the wrist yeah. injury and he couldn't catch. So mm-hmm. that that's another guy I haven't, uh the Dynasty League, so that hurts me. <laughs> so yeah, add another add another tight end to the bloody IR for me. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, um the Bills
0: are three and two and next week they're going on to play the Giants. Um can no, I skip in uh, that be. one? <laughs> 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 it will be. Um they've got actually maybe a favourable be run of games, so you've got the, the Giants, then they're away to the parts, home to the Bucks, and then they're away to the, the Bengals. So if we run a games there, they could maybe mm. start getting a few more W's on there before. They're only they're winning one of those. Face. They're only they only winning <laughs> the
1: one against the G Men and then uh, there's a lot to <laughs> Baker, You'll see Pats, to them. Baker. <laughs> And then the Bengals
2: so will
0: definitely win. <laughs> 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 superb, super. Anything we want to mention else about the the London games that you've you've seen so far? Um what do you prefer, Wembley or or, or Spurs Stadium? Spurs. I think
1: Spurs Stadium. Yeah. I think
3: the Spurs Stadium looks fantastic and uh, just uh, the the full setup just looks real
0: Certainly does, it certainly does. Hopefully. Uh, we'll get a wee trip with all the crew down there next season. Um, Look forward to to doing that. Uh, Let's Keith,
1: head in. Go for Keith, it. Just to, just to ruin it again, I'm going to segue all the way back to what I tried to segue in with the last <laughs> yes. part of it. When I turned into a Dalek, was that the uh, <laughs> oh, yes. the, the Cowboys are actually still the, the seventh favourite, so it's like Bills are fifth, Dolphins, then the Cowboys so they're still like considered a one in the top teams like kind of going for the Super Bowl this year or... and I realize it's must... recency bias but that must be based on previous weeks kind of thing and also the amount of Cowboys fans are just like throwing money at their <laughs> team kind of thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> that must be the, the the defense then that's that's really right, that's like carrying keeping it. them in there hanging them in um, certainly we, aye, if they can do that then they'll certainly get a chance okay um grudge match the the next one. We'll head to Mile High for the New York Jets. 31. This is the Denver Wilson. Broncos. <laughs> yeah. This has um, a two
3: of Walsons field. Well secured. Well secured.
0: Go for it then, studs. So tell us uh, a, a wee bit about this matchup. up then. Um, there was a wee bit of a needle behind it.
3: Oh, there's a 100% needle behind this, and I think um, that translated onto the field, and you could see it from Nathaniel Hack at the end, where he even, I, I wasn't sure what was on his face until I actually heard them say, oh, by the way, that's the kind of, the black stuff that the linemen wear to keep the, <laughs> is it the light out of their eyes, essentially? Sad, um, Aye, so they, they were all going up, giving him cuddles after the game, and it had smudged off onto his face, um, <laughs> so I was kind of wondering what it was when I see it, but... Um, I think for me you can I seen how this was going to go when you had the I think the Broncos first possession, they muffed the punt um, and then the Jets get the ball close to the Broncos end zone and they take a field goal um, so you can have seen how the start <laughs> of the game was going to go um, yeah. for me it was very much going to be um, mistakes were going to kind of kill this game but um, I, as I say Obviously, Bron- Broncos, for me, are awful. The, I Having seen most of the teams this year, I would have probably the Broncos as the worst team in the league. I would have them below the Arizona Cardinals, um, who I yes. think have been frisky um, in all their games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have them behind the Bears, because you've seen some signs of life in the Bears. You've, and I know the Broncos beat the Bears last week, but they still looked awful. Awful for what like three quarters
0: of that game. They're just so bad. Um so to tell us uh then a uh, bit about Zach Wilson. Um much maligned he was he was feeling bad last week um after the, the loss to Kansas City Chiefs. No real much that he could have done there, but he was, he was yeah. saying that it was it was on him. He was the reason that they lost the match to the City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, what, um, what how
0: things... did
1: he do this one? Um, I mean, you know, when you look at the raw stats again, it's not that outstanding. I mean, 19 of 26 for 199 yards, um, was sacked four times threw an interception, no touchdowns. So his QBR was only 39.1. Um, but but I mean, what he did do was he he ran the ball okay because, like, yeah, he was 26 mm-hmm. yards for, th- for three, so. He kept things moving, but what I would say is going back to what Studs was talking about in, in terms of the game, when I was, you know, again, I sort of kind of half caught it when I was cooking the, you know, cooking stuff for Thanksgiving dinner, so I rewatched watched the highlights this morning. The game was actually even worse than I remember it being. You could honestly <laughs> have replaced the commentary on the 10-minute highlight video and start the Benny Hill theme music, like on loop, because <laughs> both, te- I mean, the thing is, it was like both teams were making mistakes. Because the worst one for me for the Jets side and Zach Wilson, I don't know if it's really on him or not, was they'd ran out of timeouts. It was the end of the first half and they drove up the field. And, you know, they could have took the field goal and went for points. And instead they ran a play and it went out to Azama, who caught the ball. And he actually did a really good job. As soon as he caught it, he got up and he was sprinting back to the line of scrimmage because it's like, we need to spike the ball, we need to spike the ball. And you could see Wilson kind of go over there. And they went to spike it, but they spiked it too late. So it ended the half. And the only thing that really saved them was they started with the ball in the second half and got a touchdown straight away. But for me with Zach Wilson, it's it's almost like he's he shows flashes of being really good. And then sometimes things just don't work for him. And this was another that game where that, that that seems was quite naive, again. that one.
0: Yeah. Seems quite yeah. naive with that one. I heard yeah. another podcast described it where those type of throws you're wanting it to be in the middle of the pitch. Um yeah. So yeah, if they're you're going the, to spike the, it, like, the referee, Yes.
1: Yeah, you're either spiking it, like, so yeah, you have it right in the middle of the pitch, or you needed to have it right on the sideline. But the throw to Uzama, I mean, Uzama did amazing catching it, but he was a good like five, six yards inside the line. So I mean he was never and there was a guy right on Wait, him, out. so he was never, ever gonna get out. And fair play to Rizama, like I was saying, he sprinted like with the ball kind of thing. For a big dude, he got over there quicker than he does when he normally receives and runs with it. So uh, it just seemed to be the line just took too long to get up. And it's like, guys, you need to go quicker. Like, there needs yep. to be some momentum there. Or they could have just kicked the field goal into the three points. Of course, in the end, it didn't matter. They were able to win, but it was seemed, seemed to be a bit more to do with their defence and also the Broncos' Their play calling was absolutely bizarre. Sometimes that they were trying trick plays and they were tricking themselves. And kind I of think, is there was a couple where you saw them try to do like the side, you know, basically we'll try and lateral it and then go along, and then you know the the Jets' defense just swarming in and going, okay, we'll just tackle you over here, and oh, you fumbled it now. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. It's uh, Wilson for me. I think he does have the potential to be yes. good, but that's two weeks in a row again where. He's not quite shown it, but at least they got the win. And you know, if you're a Jets fan, you're maybe not happy, but at least they won.
0: For the the Broncos, Liam, there's the talk today that um, Jerry Judy and um, who's another star wide receiver, <laughs> uh, Cortland Sutton. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Hi, Cortland Sutton. They are available. Um, they are looking to trade. I think they're just ripping it down, starting again for for next year, aren't they? The, doesn't seem to be working for, for Sean Payton and he's in danger of having an even worse record and doing an even worse job than the guy who ever had it previously. I, um, I can't remember what happened to him. <laughs> um, oh, it's, is that what they should really do now? Is It's just cut the losses, try and trade, try and get picks, try and rebuild this team?
2: In some ways, yeah, but it seems, I was kind of looking at that game, it was very odd, the kind of first half of run, like, getting Wilson to run the ball i making some success, and then Jets just kind of caught him on. We'll just stop that, and then they had no ideas. Yeah. And like talking about it's like Sutton, like he had like one catch for 13 yards, whereas he been he's been—he's probably been the best receiver all all year. It's like mm-hmm. why are you not trying to force the ball to him to actually make some plays? Yeah, it was—it was just yeah. As we were saying, like they are so bad all across the board, and their defense is ranked like 32nd, 31st for mostly every stat going or something like that. And yeah, it's just. It's just I don't know I don't really I just don't know how they are so bad. <laughs> you think you look at the lineup like it got some like players like uh, what was it Patrick Sartan made that good interception near the end like yep. spur them on uh, thinking Zach Wilson was going to mess up again and then then also then Wilson himself Russell Wilson himself fumbled the ball and they, that was a pick six wasn't it into into yeah, the end zone. Quincy yeah. Williams
3: knocked out and it was yeah. packed up yep. but. He's, he's celebrating the touchdown before the guys even picked up the ball. If <laughs> yeah. you
0: watch that back, um, I think the yeah. only real star of the, the Broncos just now is maybe their, their kicker, Will Lutz. <laughs> maybe he'll make an appearance oh. in the, the preview crew this that, week.
1: <laughs> that's uh, what's his head? Uh, the young, um, um, I'm maybe not even young, but like uh, McLaughlin. Like he uh, yes. he, he caught like my it. eye. Like,
2: he he, he lots, was like a, a, lightning <laughs> quick. Yeah. He looked good, but it was he, kind of odd. He kind of Kind of kicked off straight we got the touchdown, and they didn't use him like in the second half. It was really weird usage of him, I thought. Yeah, but... it was, yeah.
3: It's, it's weird looking at the stats. Savage Piring was their top receiver, well, at 73 yards. And yeah, Piring's good out of the backfield, but when you've got somebody like Judy and Sutton, surely you've got to get them more involved. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: um, as you mentioned, um, Jaleo McLaughlin actually got 68 yards from and uh, with nine. Russian attempts there as well. Wilson himself thrown just under 200 yards, 196 yards for two touchdowns, which efficient, you would say, but kind of looking for more for, for a, a Super Bowl winner. Um, Simoji mm-hmm. Pirine only got the 22 yards that's from his rushing. Aye, a disappointing performance from the the Broncos yet again, I suppose. But the the one performance that was a, maybe a wee bit disappointed with wasn't Zach Wilson um, and it certainly wasn't Brees Hall, it was Garrett Wilson who I think last year we'd been hoping for really, really big things from. But the 54 yards um, from three receptions, um, I think it was seven targets it had in the game. It's just not happening for him. I think we would all had really, really high hopes for him with Rodgers and what the, the chemistry that they could do, but it just doesn't seem to be working with Wilson Squared this year. So
1: yeah, I mean that's a like he, he did have like um because there was one catch I think it was in the first half. Like there was one that was absolutely outstanding that one that was out near the, the touchline uh yes. on the side for the first down uh first first down um that looked fantastic and he clearly is a talented you know he's a talented wide receiver. I just you know when you look at that thing of like what three receptions on seven targets how much you know? How much of that is Garrett Wilson? In terms of the, you know, yeah. the four missed. How much is Garrett Wilson? How much is Zach Wilson? And how much is say like Pat Sertain or whoever that's on them in this game? So I, yeah. I don't know. Like I, the Broncos, as bad as they are, I think maybe the one thing they're okay at is stopping wide receivers occasionally. Um, if they are going to do anything on defense, like that, that's the one place I would say they maybe have a chance at stopping. So. Oh, they can't
3: uh, kind of stop the run. To be fair, I think that's been made well, abundantly well,
1: clear. I, I imagine, Keith's, <laughs> imagine, Keefe's going to get to that, but uh, I would like to just remind you, who who did I pick as my my stick on? I know I only get the one touchdown, but who did I pick as my stick on running back? The, <laughs> the, I,
0: the you were absolutely right. I, I, they're leaning on him, <laughs> Brees, Brees Hall, Brees Lightning himself, one hundred and seventy-seven yards from twenty-two rushing attempts, eight yards uh, per attempt. But just the one touchdown it was in the, the end. But you've oh, got a I'm, player like that. Yeah. It was a more stuff touchdown It was, me, down it was uh, 70, 72
1: seventy seventy two yards <laughs> or something like yeah, that. It was, it was Absolutely. massive.
0: Hey, also talk picked through it. Oh, sorry, we'll get to him. We'll get to him right. later on then. Um, talk us through it then, studs.
3: Uh, his he, touchdown run, what what I find absolutely hilarious is that, like his 72 yard touchdown run. You take that off him, but he still broke 100 yards. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just the, the Broncos defense cannot stop the run, it's the key to beating them. Um, the Bears were running all over the top of them last week as well. Um, every team that's played them, I think, has ran over the top of them. Just look at Miami when they had 18 and most who both mm-hmm. had ridiculous games against them. I mean, that that run, and that's what we kind of got a little bit of last year for Brees Hall. We got those big breakaways, and if he gets free, there's probably a 90% chance he's he's housing it. If he can get out that first, first contact and into that secondary, he's going to house that ball because the speed is absolutely electric. And it's good to see that the injury for last year hasn't really impacted his speed. He's he's still got that breakaway speed to get into the secondary.
0: So, what you're saying there, Stads, is put the money on the the Broncos as their next game is against the Chiefs, who the running game's not been the the best so far. (laughs) We've
3: got got the angriest runner on the planet against that defence. <laughs> I, I, I said we'll we'll just put our running backs out there and you'll have McKinnon will have hundred yards, Pacheco will have hundred yards. I'll even go as far as to say CEH will score a touchdown against <laughs> <the laughs> <little laughs> sleeper
1: sleep, sleep running back pick of the week. CEH pick up. Yeah. That's what Snud is saying. <laughs> Aye, uh, it's, oh, terrific.
3: It's gotta be Aye. it's gotta be Pacheco this week for certain.
0: He's, f- he's off the back. He's first hundred yard rushing game as well. Is yes, that right? Was I that, that was last? Well, up, for- <laughs> up for it. we will look at that in the, the preview this Thursday evening. Um, superb, right, guys? Anything else we want to add um, to the, the Jets and Broncos game?
1: Ty Conklin. Ty Conklin. I, picked him as sleeper
0: pick. I mean, I, I know that.
1: Was. Yeah, I yeah, know that he, you know, know that he ripped off any touchdowns or anything. But <laughs> I figured he was a good sleeper pick as a tight end for this week. And- he did he, all right, <laughs> but top receiver better. in the Jets. <laughs> so huh? yeah, I, I could see he seems to have a good connection with what you know. We're talking about the Zach Wilson. He's the one guy I would say he does seem to have a good connection with because that's consistently over the past few games when he's looked for him, he's found him, um, and he's been able to get him kind of a few yards there. So uh I think Ty Conklin moving forward, if you want a tight end, maybe grab him if he's still available in your waiver wire. Fantastic.
0: The Jets have got a game against the Eagles and then it looks like they've got their bye week before they are away um, to the Giants. Um, so, a uh, busy couple of weeks for them uh, coming up. Big preparations for the uh, Derby. Do they call them Derbys in the NFL? Is that a big thing? The, the no. rivalry there? Rivalry, rivalry yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah,
0: Right, good, good, good. Right, thank you, Jens. That's the top three matches that we've been looking at. Um, I talk about Brian about going over the, the hour mark for us <laughs> look at this now. Right, let's fire through <laughs> let's fire through the, the rest of the games guys. Well this is not being prepared for at all. I'm just gonna to come to you randomly. So Liam, I'll start with you. Um, bears forty, Commanders thirty. Twenty. Yes. Oh, sorry.
1: Twenty.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> my discalcula.
1: My discalcula you're, coming in. You're, you're just, you're just used to uh, the the Bears giving up on it. You know, at least <laughs> thirty points a game.
2: But... I suppose the main thing is it feels, it feels. But oh no, it should actually be more. I suppose, more about three touchdowns was it? So. He did. Or should it be four. Uh, uh, it, it
0: absolutely should. Have. How <laughs> was that flag? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. Um, what was the so? We're doing the, the, the rest in one. Just the, what's the, the, the main talking point, the main breakaway part of the, the game then for you so um the just the DJ Moore's performance there. Okay, Stu, I'll come to you next then for the Texans
1: Falcons, Texans nineteen, Falcons twenty-one. Uh, my big takeaway from it was uh Ridder actually looked good kind of thing, like he or no maybe not good. He looked like a decent serviceable NFL quarterback yeah. and uh, the Fal- Falcons it was a it was an interesting game because I re-watched that one but yeah Ridder I think was the takeaway for me three hundred and twenty nine yards for a touchdown did pretty well
0: he did did Ridder wasn't a ready for a change so nah. <laughs> um, there we go. Ridder was a rider. studs <laughs> studs come to you then for the Panthers twenty four lions forty two
3: it's uh, the Monty show again <laughs> To be honest, uh, David Montgomery, just unbelievable on that one. And then Jared Goff even getting a rushing touchdown. I think we need to get that in there somewhere. He's not exactly known yep. for his rushing ability. He's a two this year. <laughs> no.
2: yeah.
0: That was the lines without Amon Rasen, Brown and Jameer Gibbs as well. So uh, Laporta uh, stepped up. So did, as you said, Montgomery as well. So, aye, uh, back in game. Uh, back to you then for the Titan 16, Colts 23.
1: Well, there's uh, no Moss and that rolling boulder. So Zach Moss, <laughs> like, uh, even with the return of Jonathan Taylor, like he ripped off, what, two touchdowns, 165 yards. So, yep. um had the bulk of the carries, so he, he's clearly not going to give up his kind of, you know, if, if they're doing a hot hand thing, he's trying to make sure he has the hot hand kind of moving forward.
0: It certainly has. Um Worrying that Anthony Richardson's going to be out for a couple of weeks now with a shoulder
1: injury. Um, At
3: least four weeks, I think. Mean, yeah,
1: Minshew seems it, like a good backup plan though. Like you know, if you're going to have somebody step in, like you didn't. You I think they
0: they knew that something like this was going to happen. It, it's a great piece of endurance to to have, but Richardson does look the part. He looks the great. He's a great yeah. Athlete. He's got a great arm on him. If he can just learn to protect himself and. Look ahead to the next games because it's really it's, it's all about the the war and not the battle for him. He just seems to be going into each um, each down like wanting to win it as if it's the the game clincher. Uh, he really needs to look a wee bit further ahead. At mm-hmm. Some of the <laughs> the tackles coming in to get them. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Liam, um, what about the giant sixteen dolphins thirty one?
2: It was just. Um... I suppose just more more running running, wasn't it? Um it was on double all, offense again. And poor, poor Danny Dimes, I think. Somebody
0: oh, Danny dimes after they get paid somebody saying paid, poor Danny now dimes. He's,
2: now, now with a neck injury, I think now, does not he? I think. So. <laughs> all
0: right. A redneck. Um, and <laughs> Studs Saints 34 parts is that a zero? Is that yeah? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Big, uh, they've laid a big egg there Wow, go for it studs
3: I'm going Honey Badger to the house um, Loved Honey Badger when he was at the Chiefs And then he's got, that, got the pick six on Mac Which pretty much kind of sealed the game And led mm-hmm. to Mac getting put, pulled out benched. I think they, they're the same pulled out for Zappi um, But that's two weeks in a row that you've seen Mac Jones getting pulled out But the scary yeah. thing is Zap, Zappi's actually looked worse than Mac Jones When he's been in the two games
0: Mm-hmm. that's surprising he's actually done quite well last season when he'd yeah. been in um, I thought he would have done better because he'd got um, promoted to the practice squad I think he'd been cut all together but he uh, seems to have hung about a wee bit there so aye, surprising from the Pats I think maybe time to have a wee discussion about uh, Bill Belichick and the future of the Pats, maybe try and get a couple of Pats guys on for a wee round table on that one I think that'd be quite interesting to hear their thoughts on it um, who's next to come to you for Ravens 10 Steelers
1: 17 well I just want to say thank you Steelers because <laughs> they, they've they along with we'll get to the Bengals <laughs> game but like uh, along with the result in the other game we actually still have a bit of a chance at maybe winning <laughs> yeah. the division now because before you know it's just uh, my, my pun line though was easy pickings for George Ah, nice! Yeah, because nice, 130 nice. yards touchdown and game-winning touchdown as well at the end. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, th- it's I th- not maybe
3: I, th- I, th- I went a Baltimore b- droppings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I- <laughs> 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 you did. I mean, it was either way, but no. no I the Steelers. <laughs> like I, I don't normally, don't normally buy the Steelers, but thank you guys. You, you made my Thanksgiving. But...
0: <laughs> it's no, it's not getting away from you. As you said, the Ravens and Steelers now three and two. Um. Your guys have top of so... the division. <laughs>
1: top the division. That's <laughs> amazing.
0: <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. Uh, Liam Eagles twenty three, Rams fourteen.
2: Um, I think it was it the, the battle of the wide receiver ones? Brown against Cup. Cup, yep. Cup back doing his Cup things, uh, and Brown making some he... catches as well. It was an impressive catches. He had a one handed I... catch, I think, and ran on, I think, as well.
0: He did. he DJ did Brown again doing terrific stuff, and it? it's it's. They like the, the city. It's workman like for the Eagles. They're they've not been too flashy. They're just rolling on, rolling on. Five and all Eagles rolling on. Um, Stu, I'm going to come to you. Uh, sorry, studs, I'm going to come to you for the Bengals. Thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> Ardels, you 20. The I know. <laughs> Easy a wee bit there, but. So, are you seriously coming to me? I thought you would just take your pass. Out to
3: I'll Stu. come to you. I'll come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I had to get a good chance. Anyway, there you go.
0: He, he gets to wax lyrical about them every other time, right? Let's go for it. Studs, uh,
3: it's got to be, <laughs> I think it's got to be Jim Orchis, and it? it's just feed, feed the guy uh, more. He's um, what was he nearly 200 yards, three touchdowns. It, it was
1: literally Cincinnati, just about Jim Orchis, yeah. Cincinnati record as well. So, 50. Wow, he broke the record for most receptions in a game. So, by a, yeah. a Cincinnati wide receiver. I can see that so. continuing with uh, T Higgins being out.
3: Mm-hmm. Aye, see him bit like Ryback right in the WWE. Feed me more.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yep. Um, Jets Broncos we've, we've covered. Let's look at the well, then Still, you can get your own back on them. Twenty-seven. Uh, the Chiefs twenty-seven. Vikings twenty. <sighs> oh,
1: you know what would be a good pun for this one? Uh I mean it's it's kind remember, of just I, that,
3: I was nice to I was nice I know I know you. that's the thing I didn't know what I'd be mean because it's
1: like honestly, like it's just that thing what, of what rhymes
0: with ref
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no no I'm not I'm not going down that route. I'm, actually I don't have a point for this at all, but like one of the things I loved from the game, and I think you guys do us quite a lot, was at the end when the, the, the Vikings had the ball and they, they had to go for the Hail Mary. Um, to try and win it. I love the fact that you sent Travis Kelsey out to put him in the end zone because like, it's a defensive play and it, so does he count as a dual threat player? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think he was already a dual threat. So I know. know I triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the triple threat. Like you know, He sings, he dances, and he acts. I bet he's going to be <laughs> moving soon with you Swift so there you go. <laughs> no, I'm I not. just... I was I, yeah, I, It was, In the end, I think it was actually a fairly easy win. For the Chiefs, for what I saw of it. Like uh again, it was one of the games I had on where we were getting folk in for dinner, so I couldn't sit down and watch it all, but I did uh clock the end of what was happening with the Hill Mary attempt. Aye, it was a good good sack the night there to finish off yep. to be fair. Yeah, be Fantastic. Yeah. Um
0: go for it then. Uh Liam finishes off with the uh, Packers 13, Raiders 17.
2: I don't, don't like think it's he to say everybody's face game just tell Liam. <laughs> Josh McDyne was nearly gifted it back to us when he went for that um, that's why Josh McDyne was really messing up the game wasn't it he went for the um, field, field goal when he was like it was, was it a 4-2 four and two or something like that and he decided to yeah. kick it like I'll just trying. get Jacobs to run it two yards and you're fine so it was, it was weird but, um, but yeah that, that's all I'll say I won't go on a rant <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> do, do you know what I couldn't believe? I could have watched the first quarter and I could not believe Mike LaFleur absolutely reaming Musgrove Musgrove as he came off in that first quarter after I think he must have no run a, a route right. It just oh. I mean the guy's a rookie and it absolutely looked like he was absolutely tearing them one. Wow. Yeah, I look, look at his it's bye week next week, I suppose <laughs> in some
2: ways, So it'll be fine. i will be fine.
0: <laughs> Have a wee look at that uh, once we finish. Um, that brings us to a nice wee conclusion then, gentlemen. I've um, covered all the, the matches from a fantastic week five again. The league's starting to take shape now. We're seeing a few surprise teams with the, the Cardinals, uh, the Vikings, how badly they're doing. Um, the Broncos, maybe a lot worse than what people were expecting as well. But the The ones that were early favourites are certainly still rising. And just now, it looks like it's the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's theirs to to throw away. So really, really looking forward to the rest of the season. Join us again this Thursday when the crew get together for the preview crew. um, And we will be looking ahead to week six there. Stu, thanks very much for spending some time with us this evening, buddy.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. Um, one thing before I go, studs, are you wearing a next generation uh, captain's uniform or command crew uniform? <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's my coach's <laughs> jersey. <laughs> I just saw the red and the black and I'm sitting there going, like, is he wearing a Star Trek set of pyjamas <laughs> or something? <laughs> no, no, no I mean, like I say, thank, thanks for having me on. And, uh, no, it's been a delight.
0: Live long and prosper, aye.
1: Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, row, row, getting row bit, we're getting a bit tired, <laughs> <filled out>.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Liam, Liam, thank you for very much for joining in with us. We try to stay away from your Packers at night. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's
2: going to be uh, a long, hard season, but that's what was expected, so that's fine. Listen,
0: listen, uh, that will come through. It'll come good for you uh, again in the end. And Studs, thanks very much for joining us, buddy. No, it was
3: always, a, ah, always a pleasure <laughs> J- just on last night's game just to rub it in a little bit William Josh <laughs> Jacobs with his performance and his touchdown actually meant that I beat him in fantasy as well so he got a
2: double loss there <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was more cussing the Saints defence against the bloody <laughs> bats. <laughs>
0: Uh, terrific! Thank you very much for listening um, You can follow the crew on all social medias uh, At Gridiron Crew We are coming up on our first birthday So stay tuned to our socials For some very interesting and special uh, announcements That will be coming up from us there Thanks very much for listening And we'll speak to you later on in the week With the preview crew And thanks very much and speak to you soon